The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, 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 and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is July 19th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. Um, I hope you all are having a wonderful day today. Uh, today, I'm going to start a series where I will be giving a breakdown of draft needs by division. So today, I will start with the Atlantic Division, which consists of the Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks, Boston Celtics, and Toronto Raptors. I figured this would be an interesting idea and bring a different perspective to the draft, going with the team needs and talking about the actual team as is right now and what type of talent and draft selections can come into their teams and have an impact. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so we're going to start off with the Philadelphia 76ers. Last season, they finished first in the East. They went 49 and 23, and that was under their first season with Doc Rivers. In the playoffs, they lost in the second round to the Hawks due to, you know, Embiid basically was really hurt, so that's why. But uh, they have the 28th pick and the 50th pick in this upcoming draft. And to me, um, in my opinion, their team needs are point guard. That's dependent on what they do with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has been playing point guard. Uh, most of the time, you know, they have Shake Milton as a backup. But if Ben Simmons is traded or moved to a different position, point guard is an uh, important factor for them. Uh, center is a point important factor for them. It would be their backup because Dwight Howard is a free agent. And shooting guard would be an important position because they have Danny Green and Forkan Korkmaz as free agents. And so let me go over their free agents one more time. Danny Green... Mike Scott, Dwight Howard, and Forkan Korkmaz. These four easily could be re-signed or not re-signed. So just as is right now, they could use a point guard, shooting guard, and center as their most three important picks, in my opinion. So, uh, at 28, their first selection, I have them taking Jason Preston, uh, the young point guard out of Ohio. He shows tremendous talent, uh, tremendous skill and potential. Uh, you see flashes of LaMelo Ball, Steph Curry, all that in his game. And he's very slept on this year, but he easily could be a all-star in a few years to come. If he gets the right development, the right team, I believe he'll be a great steal in this draft. It's surprising to me that he hasn't moved up and been talked about a lot more in these upcoming drafts. Um, if not him, there's a plethora of point guards in that mid-20 to 30 range that they will have to choose from, so they will not be able to go wrong in that area, I don't feel. Um, and at pick number 50, a good player to target would be a, a, a center. They have three really, really good players to choose from, Ariel Hukporty from Germany, Luca Garza from Iowa, or Makur Maker uh, from Howard. Uh, each of these three have super talent, super potential, and they all have question marks, but that's why they're going to be around pick 50. Uh, 
it's possible Ariel Hukporty could be selected, but Luca Garza and Maker Maker are Maker Maker is uh, are expected to be around in that fifty range. Luca Garza was uh, one of the best college players in in the NCAA this year, but most people don't think his talent will translate to the NBA for the Sixers picking at fifty, <clears throat> and they know he's going to be a backup. That's worth the risk because you know you're drafting a talented player and you probably can mold him into something even better. And Makura Maker had put up huge numbers at Howard, but they are worried about his level of competition, and that's why he slipped. If he went to a big school or the G League and was looking incredible, he would be projected a lot higher than this. Um, and, you know, he's from Africa, just like Joel Embiid, so they, have, they, they probably would have that connection, I would expect, Joel Embiid to take him under his wing, so I think that would be a great fit as well. Also, if they um, didn't go uh, center for that route, they can choose uh, Aaron Wiggins. He's a shooting guard from Maryland. Uh, <clears throat> just a professional player. And if he lands at 50, which a lot of people have him going late in the draft, in my opinion, he should go 30s or 40s at worst. Uh, he's a very smooth, natural skill player. Can create his own shot. He has first-round potential, in my opinion. But... <clears throat> If he falls, that's a guy to look out for also. Because sometimes it's easier to find a center, a center, but not that easy to find a super talented guard late in the draft. Up next, we have the Brooklyn Nets. They have draft picks number 27, 44, 49, and 59. Their record was 48 and 24, and they finished second in the NBA Eastern Conference. They lost in the second round to the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Bucks are playing tremendous right now. Won three games in a row. Could possibly be on their way to a championship. We will see. Um, but uh, for the Nets, they have four players that are at the end of their contract. Jeff Green, Tyler Johnson, Bruce Brown, and Blake Griffin. So, in my opinion, <clears throat> and Spencer Dinwiddie declined his player option. So, that's another spot that would need to be filled. Uh, in my uh, opinion, I think they could use a backup point guard, uh, a center, a shooting guard, and power forward. You know, so <laughs> there's a lot of positions they could use. None of them are major, really. But like Kyrie misses a lot of games, so you want a backup point guard that can help you keep things afloat. For center, they were benching DeAndre Jordan down the line. Uh, at the end of the season didn't trust him he's getting older um, same thing like I said Blake Griffin is gone so they need a power forward behind Blake Griffin they have you know <coughs> unproven guys and Nicholas Claxton and Alize Johnson um, and at shooting guard yes shooting guard they have you know not that much backup talent, really. They have Joe Harris and James Harden. <clears throat> but, yes, in my opinion, for shooting guard, well, for first of all, they have pick number 27, like I said. I have them taking Rocco Percassin from Croatia. Uh, if they don't take him, they, it's obviously a lot of talent still at 27. So they can go in either of those positions that they feel is most needed. Four, their later three picks, 44, 49, and 59, which I do not think they will be using all these picks. 
because most of the time when you have a team that's ready to win now, they want to trade those picks for veterans right away. <coughs> so, I think they can take, uh, if they go for the point guard position, RJ Nimhard will be around that area. He is from TCU, has very nice size, talent, and potential. Uh, personally, he's one of my favorite late round sleepers. Uh, for shooting guard, Aaron Henry from Michigan State. He's a good shooter and defender. Has sneaky speed, some nice moves, good hustle player. He was an all-defensive uh, team player. So that's what the Nets need. They don't really need that much scoring, so I think he'll be a good fit. And for center, if they were to go that route, Nemius Keita, 7-foot uh, player from Utah State. He was a defensive player of the year. He's a great shot blocker. That's Like I said, that's all they need unless they want to go a different route for offensive center. But that'll be hard to find at around 50, uh, 59 or 50 and 49 at the draft. So we'll have to see. But I think Nima Skata is a good guy to take a shot on. They brought a lot of guys in uh, for tryouts during the season like Norvell Pell. You know, a couple guys like that. And they didn't really work out. So Nima Skata could be someone that they could draft and groom themselves. And we will see how that would go. So for my next team, it would be the New York Knicks. Um, their record was 41-31. and 31. They finished fourth in the Eastern Conference. The whole team is pretty much full of free agents, <laughs> honestly. Because <clears throat> they've been building for a superstar forever. But in my opinion, their top needs are point guard and shooting guard. And then just depth all around. Um, they lost in the first round to the Hawks, but it was a tremendous uh, breakthrough season for the Knicks because they had not made the playoffs in a while. Um, let's tell me, let me tell you their free agents: Derrick Rose, Frank Ntilikina, Alec Burks, Alfred Payton, Nerlens Noel, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson. So, like I said, <clears throat> there's a lot of players going to be out the door, or some of them they will resign and then they will sign other players free agents. But as of now, point guard and shooting guard. Because if Derrick Rose is gone, he took a huge bulk of the minutes in New York. Um, Frank Nisilakina plays point guard most of the time. Alfred Payton was their point guard at the time. So that would leave them only with Emmanuel Quickly. And if Thibodeau did not trust Emmanuel Quickly to be the starting point guard, <clears throat> that's the position you're going to want to draft. <clears throat> and shooting guard, Alec Burks, like I said, would be gone. Reggie Bullock would be gone. They played huge minutes. Minutes in the 40s sometimes because that's how Tom Thibodeau does. But So I think those two are really key positions for them. At 19, with their first selection, I have them taking Chris Duarte, the shooting guard from Oregon. He's a very talented shooting guard. His only knock is he'll be 24 next season. But to the Knicks, that doesn't matter. That's young for the Knicks. That's a baby to the Knicks. So he'll fit right in. And that's what they're looking for, a plug-and-play guy that's ready to go right now. And I mean, if you, I don't want to get Knicks fans too hyped up, but he looks like Clay Thompson a little bit, and a little Chris Middleton. He has both of those in his game a little bit. We'll see if that translates to the league, but very good, very talented player. Um, for their 21st selection, I have them taking Trey Mann, the point guard from Florida. Uh, he has great talent, great potential. I think if you give him some time in a few years, he reminds me of Dejounte Murray, so he could have that type of career or, you know, placement into the league. Because DeJounte Murray now uh, wasn't who he was when he first came into the league. So he's developed into the player he is now to where he's a 
known starting point guard in this league with potential and talent. I think Trey Mann could follow that same path. <clears throat> Their third pick is pick number 32, which is basically a first-round pick. So that's a great pick as well. They will have pretty much anyone <laughs> they want to choose from in this selection. So whoever slips in the first round, there's going to be someone that falls. Someone that should have been in the 19, 18 range or 25, 26 range. Um, that's who you, they should pick. Because like I said, at this point, they just need depth. So like if Trey Murphy uh, falls, Jared Butler, who just got cleared to play in the NBA, which is great. Um, that's tremendous news for him. But if some teams are still a little cautious and nervous about him, like, well, he's good now, but will this flare up? or be something in the future, he could slip. That would be a great steal for them to take in the second round. So that's a lot of talent that's going out of the Knicks, but a lot of young talent that will be coming in with the Knicks selections because they have three in the top 32. Up next, we have the Boston Celtics. They finished 36 and 36, seventh in the NBA Eastern Conference. And lost in the first round to the Brooklyn Nets. It was a disappointing season for Boston. Um, in my opinion, they are their biggest needs are point guard and power forward. Uh, right now they have Evan Fournier is free agent. Luke Cornett, free agent. Semi Ojale is a free agent. Obviously, they lost Kimba Walker in the trade with OKC. And they brought in Moses Brown and Al Horford. <clears throat> so with Kimba gone, they didn't really replace that point guard spot. And power forward, you have Al Horford, but he's kind of a center, kind of power forward. But still, he's going to be a lot older, you know. <coughs> he uh, is going to need, at worst, a backup, if not someone to split minutes with him. So, at, they only have one pick, pick number 45. So, because of that trade with Kemba Walker, they also traded their 16th pick to OKC. So, with pick number 45... I think if he's there, you have to take a shot on Brenz Blankberg, the 6'11 point guard from Belgium. Yes, 6'11 point guard from Belgium. And when you watch his tape, it's not just like, well, Belgium didn't have any talent. They just got the center to play point guard. No, he looks like a point guard out there. <laughs> just, he just happens to be that tall. I mean, they call him the Belgium version of LaMelo Ball. So, I mean, he has a big risk, big reward, potentially. If So, I think it's a swing for the fences. When you have a pick that late, you can get someone that you're going to draft and sit on your bench for a few years and never use. Or you can get someone that's a shot in the dark at getting a unicorn that could come in and potentially change the fortunes of your franchise. I think it's well worth the risk. Uh, if they don't do anything else to move up in the draft and they stick with 45, take a shot. And Vince Blankberg is someone that you can take a shot on. Like I said, they need a point guard. This will be a huge matchup uh, problem for teams. And I think it'll be a lot of fun for the Celtics to bring him in. And he's a great personality. Reminds me of when Porzingis went to New York and he was ready for the big city. I think Vince Blankberg is ready for Boston and all they have to offer. <clears throat> so my, for my last and final team, the Toronto Raptors. They finished 27-45, and 45, had a really rough season, played in Tampa this year, finished last uh, in the Eastern Conference. Um, they have picks 4, 46, and 47. Um, and obviously they did not make the playoffs this year, uh, which is rare for them. 
but injury bug, living in Tampa, it was just rough. It was just rough. <clears throat> so their free agents are Stanley Johnson, Gary Trent, and Kim Birch. So um, you could say for their biggest needs are probably a center. And depending on if Kyle Lowry leaves, a point guard. Um, so... Those are really their main potential, uh, position needed. Other than that, they, you could just say they need some depth. So at four, I have them taking Evan Mobley. If he happens to fall to four, the consistency seems to be saying that he's going no later than two or three. Some people even mention it number one. So they would be extremely lucky if he falls to them at four. Um, <clears throat> but if not, they're still in prime position to get one of the top four players in this draft. And by all accounts... Pick one through four are all considered can't-miss prospects. <clears throat> so for picks 46 and 47, like I said, they need a center and a point guard. So David Johnson is a point guard from Louisville. He's a great passer, great shooter, drive the ball to the rack, do everything you need for a point guard. And at worst, I mean, he can come in and instantly be a backup, but depending on how hard he works and develops, he could be your starting point guard one day. So bring him in. Give him a try. I think he'll be a good um, tryout for the Celtics <clears throat> for point guard. But this draft is really deep with point guards. So if they have the pick of the litter there, they can pick whoever they think is best. Um, and if, like I said, if someone slips in the draft, you might be able to get a steal. <clears throat> and for the center position, I think there's only one choice if he's there. Philip Petrusev. Uh, he's the big man from Serbia. He also played in Gonzaga. Put up both uh, tremendous numbers at Gonzaga and in Serbia. So he's super talented. Has a very high ceiling. Uh, <clears throat> and he's following in, tradition, following in the tradition of international bigs like Yusuf Nurkic, uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, uh, the big man that's playing on, uh, in Chicago right now. Busevich. Yes, yes. Um, so... If he gets anywhere close to those three big men, which his numbers say he could get there, look out. And and don't forget, uh, Nikolai Jokic was the 41st pick in the draft. Uh, he's got, he got selected when the commercials were playing. So they, they, they didn't even air his highlights. So I think Philip Petrusev is an extremely talented big man and could easily be a steal for the Toronto Raptors. So... That's my breakdown of the Atlantic Division, uh, the team needs, and where I think they should go in the draft. Uh, figured that would be a interesting show to bring to you guys. And then next uh, next show, I'll do another division. I, I don't even know which one I'll do yet. Probably the Central Division, and hit on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we'll see if they're still in the in the championship or not, or if they've already won it. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And I would love to hear your feedback. What do you disagreed, agreed, think someone's going to trade, uh, you know, anything. I mean, because there's a lot of talk, you know, a lot of talk is going around right now about the Sacramento Kings possibly trading their pick or some other players to get more picks. Like I said, Boston, they have a lot of uh, potential ways they can go with only having a 45th pick. So... It's very, very, very interesting. Like I said, Brooklyn also, it's no way do I think they're going to take 
draft all four of those picks that they have. So <clears throat> let me know what you think. Give me your feedback. Like, subscribe, rate on the podcast. Um, give me a five-star review if you would do so, please. I would love you so much. But I thank you all for listening. And have a great day. I'm out of here. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.